Hi, and welcome to Season 2 of Big Sound Small Town, the podcast that spotlights the talented and diverse musicians in small towns and communities. This season, we're branching out to include the community of people who make it possible for musicians to be able to perform their music. The producers, the recording engineers, the venue owners, and many others. And as always, the small town musicians. Remember, small town doesn't mean small talent. Hear their stories. Kevin Bridges at the Dragonfly Wine Market, and he brought his guitar and his stories, and he shared both his songs and his story with me. Hear what one of America's finest songwriters has to say. On a side note, David and Kevin are the hardest-driving acoustic guitar players I know. So on that note, even with compression, David overdrove my mics a little bit to distortion on some of his songs. However, they're still very worthy, very worth listening to. Again, thank you. Today on Big Sound Small Town, we're in the Earl Scruggs Center, and my guest is American songwriting icon in North Carolina, Treasure David Childers. Woo, woo. Welcome to the show, David. It's good to be here. 
It's good to be outside today. Uh, rainy day. Out there on Shelby, I can look down and see the the town. It's really nice here. It looks nice, don't it? Yeah, it does. So it reminds me of uh, being up. Uh, I was about 18 years old. I went up to Chapel Hill. I think like you did too. Yeah. And uh, I found this bar. It was up on the second floor. It's called the New Establishment. I think I was one of the first customers ever there. <laughs> I should have probably spent less time there, but uh, I got this song from it called uh, The Young Drunk. Oh, yeah. Your mind to were you were you writing at that point? 
Yeah, I did actually. I was, I was right. That's what I was aspiring to be. To be, yeah. Yeah, but mainly I was just a drunk, so oh, I didn't yeah. get a hell of a lot done. Yeah. Somehow I managed to, you know, get through college. Um, had a pretty good time, but yeah. Well, that's, I well, I, you know, it's funny how songs, songwriters start off, start out writing sometimes, and really, you kind of have to live a little while before. Or that's what I found out. I, well, for me, that's been true. Not for everybody. You got people like John Prine. Yeah, that don't count. <laughs> but, but like ordinary folks like me, and we have to live a bit. And, uh, yeah, you kind of have stuff. to. Yeah, you do. So, so while you were in Chapel, well, you started music then, I guess, before you ever got to Chapel Hill, didn't you? Yeah, I liked music. You know, I always liked it. I liked poetry and. Uh, I got a banjo when I was about 14 and learned some chords on it. It's Earl Scruggs. Uh, <laughs> oh, really? Banjo. Yeah, they had a little booklet and a little record with Earl yeah. telling me. And I actually learned, you know, how to do some chords yeah. and learn some folk songs on it. But I was mainly, I was into the football culture and, uh, you know, just being like a, an animal, a warrior or something. Some bullshit. Like yeah, that. I know how that is yeah. too. Yeah, but in college later on, you know, I picked up. I figured out about playing a guitar and started playing. Did you play? Did you play for money and around when you were in college? In my senior year, I played my first gig in Chapel Hill, a place called the New Establishment. And yeah, I made a little money there. You know, yeah. it wasn't much, but you've had, so you you've had you had a solo career much longer than you had band career. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, nobody wanted to play with me. <laughs> uh, you know, um, a lot, I learned a lot, like, in dorm rooms with, you know, three or four other guys, and you had, like, usually harmony guitars. Yeah, and yeah you did. They might have four or five strings on, missing one here and there. And the room's filled up with smoke, and, you know, everybody's right. just... Ranging away on it. Well, now, were you, were you doing original stuff then, or nah, stuff? I had no idea. You know, just kind of whatever um, popped in my mind at the time. I probably did these Bob Dylan songs. Yeah. Because I've always liked them. It's, and there were other guys that did around me that did like Kingston Trio. Oh yeah, yeah. And then you know some Grateful Dead stuff, but. Um, Peter, Paul, and Mary, that's kind of where my head was at. Yeah. Folk Donovan. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it was, um, you know, I I, I, uh, I think I started, I started taking poetry writing classes. And this lady, uh, Carolyn Kaiser, was a poet in residence there. And um, she took me under her wing and she saw something there. And... Uh, really encouraged me to write. Right. And so I, I dove into it. I mean, I was more focused on the words. Yeah. You know, writing. Well, I didn't really think about being a songwriter. And uh, You can tell, I mean, that's in your stuff, that you paid attention to words. I mean... They're very important. Yeah, they are. And I was a lawyer for a, a time in my life, and uh, not, not for the whole time period, but for the later years, uh, of that uh, career in quotes, <laughs> uh, I did a lot of writing, a lot of legal writing. Oh, yeah, it required yeah. brevity and conciseness. Right. Which 
parlays into songwriting. Yeah, it, it, it can. Did um, how many songs did you glean from that career? You know, it's hard to say. Because uh, I didn't really write much about. El Rojo? Well, yeah, certainly El Rojo. Yeah. <laughs> One of my but favorites. I had a, a buddy who, uh, he doesn't drink now. He had, I think he's been clean about 40 years. But uh, he was, we called him El Rojo because he drank that old red yeah. rum. Oh, yeah, yeah, that makes and, sense. Uh, he was totally out of control. And he hung out with a lot of Mexicans. Um, so that song just kind of, you know, when I write, I don't know about other people, I can't speak for other, but it's very seldom not biographical. Right. I mean, it's, it's not biographical usually, that's right. what I mean. Yeah. It's, I might have said that it's, wrong. It's something, it's something that you've taken out of life. Yeah, my, my life just ain't that interesting, but <laughs> I've seen other things. Thank God it's not. Yeah. I have a, that is a blessing. I have a very quiet, uh, peaceful, and satisfying life, but... You know, I've certainly seen a lot of other things. Yeah, no, oh, yeah. I'm trying not to write so much about misery and sad stuff, but you know, sometimes it's hard, mm -hmm. hard not to. Yeah. I like to try to find dignity in people. That's good. And thing. I like to try to offer some kind of hope. Yeah, they used to say when you got happy. Uh, your songwriting kind of went downhill, but I don't know if that's so. Oh, no, I don't. There's, a, there's enough other stuff to take out of the world where if your life's good, somebody else's is not, you yeah. can glean from that. So, so when did you actually ever get in that band? How, how did it happen for you around Charlotte? When did that start taking off? That was a lot later in life. Um, there was a fellow named Sam Ingram, hell of a good guy from uh, Mooresville, who was dating a Mount Holly uh, young lady from Mount Holly at that time. And we were running in the same circles. He, we met and we started playing together. So we'd go out and play as a duo. Oh yeah, okay. And Sam would, you know, he would play, he was very patient. I had no idea what I was doing, you know, it was like, but it felt good, you know, we had some certain song. Now I think I was writing songs by then, like in the around my senior year. I remember being at home at Christmas and I had a few songs. Oh, yeah. And uh, then I graduated from there, come back to Charlotte, and this guy played bass with us. But uh, And we would play, you know, get paid, but it just wasn't that often. And it, uh, I was drinking a lot. I mean, I, you know, I don't know many people that can play and, and drink, you know, yeah. maybe a, a beer or two, but um, I sure as hell couldn't. Yeah. And that was a problem I had. Oh, yeah. I mean... But it was more like, I'd say the late 80s, uh, where I decided I'm going to get a band together. And uh, so I started working these different lineups. And it was about 1990 or 91, I started getting gigs in Charlotte. And uh, I just decided that's what I was going to do. Yes. You know, I'd, I'd been a, a lawyer for... Uh, Ten years or so, and uh, I just uh, I, I just thought there was more to me than that. Not that that's a bad thing, and I no, sort of have a lot of respect for. But, so um, I had this dual life for about twenty years. That uh, you know was was fun, alternately fun, and 
Yeah. Alternately horrible, but you know, that's just the way life is. Did it? Yeah, I mean, playing jobs and holding down any job's pretty, pretty hard. It really is. So, well, I, so, but then, but then when you decided to do it, it seems, at least from my view and other people's view, it blew up for you pretty quick. Well, I don't know what you mean by blow up. If you mean like, you know, the battleship main blow up. <laughs> well, not That's exactly. what it felt like. But, no, it, it wasn't like that at all. It was, uh, you know, just playing the empty rooms and uh, every now and then having a good night. And the people I played with, so many of them were, uh, their heads just wasn't in the same place mine was. Yeah, yeah. And they had different ideas of what they wanted. and. Man, there was so much conflict that I have with people. It's amazing, but I, you know, I would, you know, I'd get in these, uh, always having to handle people's yeah. problems and What's try that? to tiptoe and keep people happy, and uh, that really got old over time. Well, that's the that's the worst part of being in a band situation is. Well, I started getting better players. Um, yeah, you've had good players. I'm not sure. I've been blessed with that, and uh, they seem to get better each time. Yeah, and they do. I mean, you've, you've... Some of them are, you know, for various reasons, you know, they come and go, especially guitar players. Yeah, that, that's so in every band. I mean, I, uh, I, I don't use guitar players all the time in the band. It's just bass, drums, and fiddle. Yeah, that's what you got going now, isn't it? A lot, and then there are certain gigs we have guitarists coming yeah. in. But, um, you know, I can't ever really say it. To me, from my perspective, you know, I get up every morning, I have to get my body moving, I have to get my coffee, and get myself going, and I don't really see, like, that I'm some big deal. I mean, I, it's just... You know, I gotta go out and worry about where I'm gonna get my next dollar from. Yeah. And that's what I'm doing up here in Shelby. Sure. Because I'll go about anywhere where people are willing to pay me to play. Is it easier now to find? Yes, it is easier now. It is. And I'm on a record label that helps me with that. That's good then. That's but uh, I also just like, you know, to work. And and if I'm, you know, if I'm playing for five nights a week like I do a lot now, I'm, I'm happy with that. That's good. Can you go back to your first record? Do you remember that? Well, I made these tapes and uh, that showed me what I could do. But the first like CD I made at a place called Sonic Cafe Studio down on Commonwealth Avenue yeah, in Charlotte. I know where that is. And, um, Again, you know, no idea what we were doing. I was working with another guy, Erwin Boston, and Scott Renfro. I think Scott may have passed by now, but he was the guy that owned it, and we had a hell of a good time. I mean, it was, but uh, and we ended up making this record called Godzilla. He done broke out. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, nobody was naming their record stuff like it. No. I had a lot of punk rock influences. But I was trying to play this folk music scene. Yeah, well, your stuff has been, I mean, you've had a lot of different stuff over the years, you know? Yeah, I kind of just go with what I got, you know, and that's what I figured out, especially recently, like, you know, it all comes down to it is me and this guitar 
yeah. in the songs. Do, do you, do you, I guess you, when you have a group of songs, are you thinking of instrumentation behind you for that? Uh, just, let, you just write it and let it happen? I, I, I write it and then I take it to the band and they, they usually think up, uh, there's some things I'll do, you know, like I might have a little run like the Camp Lattice Shuffle. I'm doing more of it. And that, that's a, a riff that runs right, through yeah. it. Or Collar and Bell. Well, I didn't hear it exactly. <laughs> But, but I mean, but that, and so you go in with that, so that, that's at least something for them to use when you yeah. bring it to them. Yeah, that's good. Well, we're usually learning it on the fly. Yeah, yeah. Like in some brewery, you know. Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah. Know, let's try this. Here's the chords. Yeah, I mean that that makes a band tight. Well, this band is uh, I got now is is very tight. We've we've played a lot together. That's good. Everybody's serious about it. I remember you doing that Godzilla song at a was a animal benefit right. show. I was on that show with Mom said, and I remember you doing that song, and I I thought that was a really cool song, uh, particularly for an, an animal benefit thing. I mean, I, I was just really taken with the song, you know. I've been watching a lot of Godzilla movies. <laughs> My granddaughter, she's almost three. She. Uh, she likes to watch stuff like no, that. Oh, yeah. That's, you know. I've been having fun turning her on like The Wizard of Oz, Star Wars. Well, I, okay, so we're, so you're just getting started out, playing out. So, did you, did you tour around with that first Godzilla record much? No. I got to go up to, there was one guy in Cleveland, Ohio. Martin Jourdain at the Barking Spider Tavern. And um, I've seen it all over. I bought some kind of book at the house. And I called him up. Oh, yeah, yeah, we like that record here. Yeah, you come on up. So he sent me a date and I went up there and it was the only place. I couldn't get a gig in Charlotte, hardly, or anywhere else. And uh, so I went up there and it's kind of a folk music scene. People really liked it. I sold a lot of records. Thing about Godzilla is, I'm, I think I made 2,000 of them, and I sold almost all of them. That's great. And then it got re-released on Rank Records. Yeah. Uh, the guy that was funding all that stuff liked it a lot. He wanted to do a reissue of it. And there's you know, still a lot of them. There's a some that are still for sale, but uh, you know, as much as we didn't know, we actually made a record that did get around. They did get around. Yeah, well, and did you did you go back to Cleveland over the years? I mean, is, yeah, I has did. that been a good place for you? It's been a real good place, and uh, it's just too far. It's a long ways. I went there last year and uh, uh, played at a, a place, a house that Frank Lloyd Wright designed. For oh, yeah, that'd be cool. A bunch of really good folks, but... Uh, it's just too far. You book stuff along the way when you do that, try to. Not always. That was the thing about her days. I'd just drive up there to play, like yeah. on a Friday or Saturday, and then drive, drive home. Drive home. Yeah. That's so like, that was all I had. Yeah. But I wanted it, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And what I got there was, was worth uh, 
worth of driving at that time. Yeah, yeah, I do understand that. Playing for people that like what you do and listening, that's that's everything. But I'm going I've got a I've got a trip planned back to go back up to uh, up near Kent State, which isn't too far on Cleveland, up in that area, um, in April. Will that be a band trip or do you do No, we'll be taking this other um, Guy kind of like me, except he's crazier than I am. He's uh, named Abe Partridge from uh, Mobile, Alabama. Uh -huh. He's an artist and a songwriter. Okay. He used to be a preacher. He was a Pentecostal preacher. And then he said he lost his mind. He's very interesting. Guy. Sounds like he's an interesting guy. Yeah, he sounds that way to me. Oh. All right, well, um, let's see where we are. Yep. Okay, tell me about, you've been overseas with your music too, haven't you? Yeah. How'd that come about? Uh, that's a good question. I think Dolph Ramsor had a lot to do with that. Um, how'd you come? Well, let's go. How'd you come on, Dolph? He that's another you? good question. Did he find you? I think he did. I was playing at the Evening Muse uh, back when they would let people like me come in there and play. <laughs> in other words, local yeah. musicians who actually live around here. And, uh, he was in there and he had this Scottish guy with him, Martin Stevenson. And uh, I met him that night and we ended up, you know, Dolph came over and recorded some stuff. He had these little handheld microphone uh, recorders and we did an album like it. We ended up doing a record like that. Like that? that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, that's pretty cool. But Dolph, you know, he got, he got me over to, to Britain to do a tour with Martin. Uh, helped out. Um, How did that go? Did they? I'm well, it was. Uh, I went with uh, some people that were very difficult to get along with, and uh, but I took my wife Linda with me, and uh, we had a gas. We just kind of stayed on our own, showed up, did the shows. Some of the good, some of them were great, some of them weren't so great. Uh, I like playing over here a lot, a lot better than I do in Britain. That's good. But then we went to Holland, played over there, did a couple tours. I did that with the with the uh, Modern Dawn Ones, and um, that was a lot of fun. You know, it was not a money maker for me. It was for everybody else. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I, I but, uh, understand about fronting a band. You know, here that's. So we did that twice and had some really great shows. Uh, but I just never. I came back. I'm like. Yeah, you got legal weed, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's a beautiful place, what? but uh, hell, I'm an American, man. This this is my home, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna just concentrate on on playing here. I don't really want to go back to Europe. That's good. That's a good thing. There's a skeleton in my living room, telling many woes. His cold eyes blaze with anger. His beard is white as bone. His parents both were drunkards. They never told him thanks. They didn't come to meet him after he robbed his first bank. He had to fight to prove his name. Met more than sorry drunk. He died so cold and sober. His corpse never stunk.
a friend of mine, Bob Crawford, and uh, it was, uh, I wrote the lyrics about when I was in uh, in Holland outside of Amsterdam for a little period of time over there playing. So we have a very beautiful place we live in. It's got a lot of land about, but I, 
I just found myself outside. It was a Sunday, and I'm like, I'm home. It's a Sunday. Look at this place. It's beautiful. Yeah, I, I understand. It's dilapidated. Yeah. You know, you play And that day I went out and got a machete <laughs> and just started cutting stuff down. And, and uh, I had just got a different attitude. But I, I decided I don't want to do it anymore. And, uh, well, what, what old, changed? Well, old Bob Crawford, um, he plays bass with the Avery Brothers. And, he and I had, had become friends, and uh, he wrote me, he said, look, man, uh, you know, I know you're going through a rough time with this, but how about we write some songs together? And uh, so I just had those lyrics, and I sent them to him. And I'm thought, you know, so I've done that with so many people, yeah, you know, and nothing ever happens. All of a sudden, I get these files, he says, me, look here, he's gone and hired out some, uh, student musicians at East Carolina where he was living and had these arrangements and recorded them. Wow, and, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was cool. Actually, he got the arrangements and he showed up in Concord one day. And I remember we sat there watching football, NFL football, yeah. in this motel room and doing the overdubs. Uh, didn't do anything with it, but it was like, they told me, you know, you should not quit. And it wound up being on an album, uh, Over Mountain Man. Yeah, oh yeah, it was, yeah. But, but so, so... Yeah, there's a lot of pieces to this story. You just, there is, and that's I, not... I don't, take, I don't think about it much. I don't think people realize just how many pieces there are. I, I, people just see what they see on stage. They don't really realize the backstory on any of it, I don't think. Oh, yeah. Well, they're all human beings, you know. Only other musicians kind of even have an idea of what really goes on. And then songwriters are just different than everybody else, too. Um, were you writing during that time you took off? Were you writing or you just not doing it? I actually started writing again, yeah. And uh, they were real hopeful, you know, kind of songs yeah. that I was, I was writing. Well, did, did, did that change your whole music? Yeah, you know what the thing is, and, and you make me think, but the modern Don Juan's and David Childers was, uh, I mean, everything was a, you know, it was like, it's just all loud and fast, and that was fun. But I really was wanting to get back, you know, and get a more folky kind of acoustic thing going. I, uh, I just got tired of, of all that, you know, loud, fast, well now, while we're on this, at some point too, um, and I guess this was before that time, you also did a gospel type album, didn't, didn't you, before uh, it was from the Double Door maybe days? Well, what, you know, what was happening, I think, so I was writing these songs back in, they had Jesus in Yeah. And I don't know why, I mean, I'm a Christian, I don't yeah. talk about, but, um, there was a band, Bill Noonan. Yeah, that's where I was going with that. He's one, and uh, he I, really was a catalyst behind that. And we had this band called the Gospel Playboys. And uh, we'd do, you know, a hymn, and then we'd do like a rocker or a honky-tonk uh, drink. Yeah, I kind of remember that, and I forgot and about it was that. And it was fun. You know, it was, uh, I actually think it could have uh, seemed to do pretty well with people, but... Certain members, you know, weren't comfortable with it, and then 
you know, certain people were more wanted to focus on their own right, yeah. being the center of. Yeah. I didn't give a damn. You know, right, what I mean, yeah, it's like yeah. then we get shows, we go and get paid. And, sure. And uh, you know, have fun playing music for people. But that would have been. I did a record. I did this weird record. I think it was like 2015. It came out, and it's actually one of my favorites. It's uh, called Serpents of Reformation. Yeah. And uh, I didn't even know what we were doing, cause my son Robert Childers and Neil Harper were about I don't know about seven eight miles from where I live over in Mecklenburg. They were making this amazing record. Uh, Staying up all night, I don't know what was fueling them, but it wound up being a record about spirituality yeah. and you know about Jesus and rooted in the Old Testament. And it's a record that will never get around, right? Because it's just too too much weirdness uh, around the production and the people in it. But uh, it's a pretty amazing record, and it it was a. Um, I would say it was a religious record. Yeah. I'm made by uh, pagans. Not a Christianized pagan. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I will have to say, you you have a total open, creative mind. I mean, you've, you've covered just about any version of any type of music and made up some of your own, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, how's Latkins invented the hunch? <laughs> yeah, I wasn't exactly what I meant. <laughs> I don't know if I'm that. Yeah, I do some things that are kind of like reggae, but I really, what the music I wrote now, I'm, out, I'm 68, and uh, the music I enjoy listening to more than anything is jazz. Yeah, I love jazz. And I just to go into that, and yeah, that's what I choose. The bass player and the drummer in my band have a jazz band, and uh, we start doing shows together, which I enjoy because I open right. for them do, and uh, then they get up there with the horn, uh, two horn players, and play that stuff. There's a magic in that. You know, there is magic. Like, uh, you know, opera or classical music, there are uh, forms that I don't understand. I think that's the good part of jazz, though. You, you really, I think if you ever understand it, then it's time to move on. Yeah, the magic. It yeah, kills the magic. it does kind of. Um, but unless you went to Marcellus or something, I mean, guess it never moves on for him. But like um, the the Americana sound, that I just I'm done with that. Yeah. I, I, it don't, I don't find it very. Uh, I just don't get much out of it anymore. Yeah. Let's see, that's good. That's progressing, uh, or at least it's lateral movement. <laughs> well, probably damning myself by saying that. Well, you know, I think um, you're a pretty complex guy, no doubt. That's what my wife said. No, I, I, I think you are, because now then we also have a artist side, don't we? Yeah. That's become a pretty big part of my life. People keep... Um, buying these things on painting. Yeah, I think you did the cover of uh, Clico's. Yeah, I did. I did. I, I appreciate that Kevin asked me we did to, too. to do that. But, but so, so how did that come about? Have you always had that? Well, when I got I got real sick, you know, I quit playing at the end of 07. 
I got uh, shingles in my back. And uh, it laid me out. I mean, I could work, I could, but I couldn't uh, exercise. I always, uh, I used to run, I walk, walk now, but I couldn't do any of that. So uh, I, had, I had been thinking about, I would like to paint, like I used to do it. Mm-hmm. And my wife had all these acrylics around. So I just got some old boards and started throwing paint on it. It's great stuff, though. I mean, it's, I mean, it's you, you know, uh, I don't know that you want to add folk artists to your resume, but it's it's, it's great. I, mean, well, I, I saw we we played somewhere, and you had an art show right beside where we were playing, and we went over. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, it was. Yeah. that was recently. Yeah, you must have been playing Legion. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we yeah. play there regularly. Yeah. Once a month. You know the guy that has that's from Shelby? Um, What's that? Uh, oh, it was Legion. Legion, yeah. I mean, they've been good to us. He, um, we got a monthly thing there. His wife's yeah. a dentist here. Huh? His wife's a dentist here wow. in Shelby. So, uh, so that's pretty That's pretty cool. That's a good place, though. Yeah, it, for the most part, it is. And there again, that's an original song venue. You can do it there, yeah. but we play a lot of covers. Uh, and that's the thing I've really gotten into. You know, I'm still writing songs, but I'm learning other people's songs more just because I play out so much. Yeah, uh, I mean, you kind of have to a little bit. Yeah, but I like it. I, I don't, I don't. Uh, you don't look Can't at it like roll back in. Help, it's a good song. It's, it's a, a good, good song. song. Well, I've never known a really good songwriter in my life at any level that was afraid to do anybody else's song that was yeah. really good. You learn from them. You do. You do. I mean, I, I've gotten into I mean, I, I find myself into the Beatles a lot, like playing. And I never, I mean, I liked them when I was young, and, but I, I kind of forgot about them. For you know, years. I'm the same way. I, I, Seems to me in my later life I enjoyed it more than I did when I was a, when I was young. Yeah. I don't know why, because I was more of a Rolling Stone man. But I was too. You know, so I don't know. <laughs> so, but I got some Rolling Stone memory. <laughs> uh, <laughs> do Do you have a favorite favorite album of all yours you've done? Oh mine. Yeah. Hell, I don't listen to them. I don't so. either. I, 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 you know, it's it's hard to say. Uh, we got a new one coming out in December, early or early 2020, and um, I'm pretty stoked on it. But you know, I just like to say I, I don't listen to them much after they get. I know the one that's probably the, been the most popular was Room 23. That's a good one. That and that's where one. I get royalties on. Yeah, that's a good one. And that's caused one song on it. Prettiest thing. Yeah, I don't know what I was going with that too. Yeah. Is that is that your favorite song? No, I never even thought much. I mean, I I, I, I like it, but I mean, um, I mean, no doubt. I'm glad I wrote it. I'll yeah. tell you that. It's a, it's a good song. I got I mean, a lot of mileage out. Yeah, there. that's a good. That's a really really good song. Uh, it's kind of hard to figure out what songs of you know. I know you probably can't pinpoint how songs who people like which song they like better. Yeah, I mean it's hard to pinpoint really. But that's a, that is a really great song. So yeah, people um, people really like that one. They have. I didn't play it for a long time. I I tell people that sometimes I play like, you know, I played it for a while. It was just like, well, I got the other ones, and 
you know, chains and personnel, blah, blah. One day my my daughter comes up to me at a farmer's market down there. She's like, Daddy, you seen that video? The Avery brother's doing pretty insane. And uh, man, it was a it was an amazing feeling. I, oh, I'm sure. It was just like you know, I've been, you know, <laughs> uh, doing this so long and taking a lot of crap and getting my ass handed to me, and this is something really good. Yeah, that's you know? really good. Now, now, when you were doing that out loud before that, did it get a big response from? from I don't remember because, like I say, I quit playing. Yeah. But they heard the record and they liked it. I, I, and, I picked it off the record a long time ago and thought it was great. So I, I play it frequently and I do like it. I, um, I see the images in my head. The first part of it is kind of true. Visual song. It's a visual song. The first verse where I'm you know, at the bar uh, with uh, my girl. Um, that was true. Led and I moved to Wilmington. And uh, she was pregnant with Robert, my drummer. <laughs> it was a snowy day at Carolina Beach, and we were just kind of wandering around. It was right before New Year's. And we wound up in this little bar right on the beach, and man, it was funky, old-timey. Yeah. And, uh, you know, got, got a little toasted. Yeah. Found our way back to Holden Beach. But, you know, at the same time, it was like our life was up in the air. And, well, things were very uncertain. We didn't know where we were going. Oh, so that's, that's an old song. I mean, you've had that song for a long time. Well, I didn't write it till the 90s. Oh, just, okay. But I kept that memory with me. I kept it close yeah. to me. And well, I tried to write about it. Because it sort of reminded me also of a poem, the uh, Chilean poet Pablo Neruda wrote uh, called The Mermaid and the Drunks. But it's not like that, but it had that feel of the bar. Yeah, Pamela's didn't leave his, uh, didn't get left in Gastonia. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a beautiful part of that song. He got, he got off to Chile in San Diego. <laughs> so, um, do you have, can you pick a favorite of yours? Well, it's kind of like, you know, what's going on right at the moment. Yeah. Just, yeah, I do understand that. I, you know, it's um. But that don't mean I ain't gonna play a song for you. <laughs> I play the, I ain't gonna play the one I hate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you have ones that you hate? No. Okay. I, 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 I don't play really. <laughs> you know, the other band guys or some they hate, but they haven't justified why we should play. <laughs> This one's called the Edge of Town. Well, I grew up on the edge of town. Where the old stars come out when the sun goes down. And the woods and fields are all around. And the wind blew through with a quiet sound. Out on the edge of town. We would play in a scrubby fire.
You're writing about nearly every town these days. That's, they're all disappearing. They are. All right, one of the things I'm going to ask you is, how is it playing uh, with your son in the band? I've always... Oh, it's a delight. Man. Is it? Yeah, it's great. He, uh, he when, I, when he was younger, it was difficult. He was coming out with a punk rock thing, and, uh, you know, I was doing something a little different, but it took us a while to, to gel, and he wanted to fight about stuff all the time. But uh, as he matured... Over time, he's become a, a real uh, pleasure to play with. You're the only person that I know personally uh, around that, is, that gets to play with their son. I, you know, I, I, I'm envious. Yeah, I mean, that's a good thing, I think. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, like, when we went over to overseas, he went with me a couple times, and we shared that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, you know, he's a good, like I say, he's a good son. He, uh, I'm older now, and I don't, you know, I need a little help moving yeah. stuff in and out, and he's good about that. He always looks out for me. That's good. That's a good thing. Well, he's I, good. He's muscle, too. He, <laughs> we've had him have take care of a few troublemakers. <laughs> yeah, that works, too. There you go. Uh, it's got, got a double... Got two jobs in the van. <laughs> we'd, rather, we'd rather not have to do it. Yeah, yeah, I understand Sometimes that, too. Sometimes it happens. So, um, what's the well? Before we wrap this thing up, how do you describe yourself? Oh man, I don't. You know, I don't think about that stuff. How would I describe myself? White man. You know, lucky, real lucky to live and live the life I have lived in the places I live. Lucky, lucky to have escaped some of the dangerous situations I've been in and uh, you know just a, a very lucky person a very blessed person that's how, how I see it I don't, but I don't have like an image of myself it's uh, you know I don't you consider yourself a, an artist I mean would, yeah, I do would, that. Artist, would artists be I'll raise my hand to that I do consider myself an artist yeah. how good an artist I am I don't know you know I do the best I can do, and that's all I can do. And, uh, Would you consider yourself a folk artist? Sure, yeah. What do I do when I'm getting ready to do when I walk across the street over here a little bit and swap songs with Kevin Bridges on guitars and sing? That's, that's folk music. Yeah, it is. I agree that it is. And these guys, you know, you got some rock and roll band out there playing in a in a bar tonight they're, that's folk music they're playing stuff people know. that's the way I look at it you know yeah. music for people yeah uh, well and you're going over there too it, it, to where um, people will actually listen to your songs which yeah um, that's nice when you that have is it. nice I mean so many times you feel like you're there's nothing I don't think as a musician much worse than just killing a song or kill, the band killing it and getting through and Get no response, and, and you know it's like, oh man, that's just good. You know? Well, it's more about the audience than it is. True, true, it is, but yeah, you know, it does. I've been in some situations where, you know, I've been booed off stage. And this was when I was younger, but uh, yeah, maybe twenty some years ago, where playing at some uh, place down in South Carolina, and you know, 
like just cursing the audience and them cursing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And these girls saying, when y'all want me to throw, we want to put the jig box on. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> <by> Alan Jackson. <laughs> uh, I said, hell, we can be through right now. <laughs> Get the owner to pay us our money, and we'll get out of here. Oh yeah, I, I, that people don't see that part either. They miss that. But you know, going out and you know, you're just going to have nights. You're going to have audiences that don't get it. And I don't really look at that as our problem as much as They're just the way they are. I mean, yeah. I know what we do. And uh, but yeah, when you switch from that, like. And you go into a place where people have laid down money to hear you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so it's a different thing. It is. But to me, you know, one makes the other stronger. Well, I guess that's character building. Maybe. You gotta go out there and you know. You still get enjoy snapped it? around a little bit. Playing live, you still enjoy. Oh, I love it. it. Okay. Yeah. I, Hell, that's where it's at. It is. It is where it's at. I mean, I mean, making records. You know, you make them and you sell a few, and then it's forgotten, and you go on this one, but. The live thing, you know, you're you're making these songs live. Yeah, you are. And it's just happening in this moment. It's, that's also the music of America, the people that are out there doing their stuff. That's, 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 that is music in America. And that's not the glamour that you see on every big stage. You know, it's, it's a thousand musicians every day out doing it. In small places. In small places. Right. I never had aspirations about being on. Yeah, I've been on some big stages, and I hope to again. But that's just never. I never looked at it as my destiny. I don't guess. I don't guess money was ever a real thought for doing this, was it? Well, uh, yeah, it has been actually. So uh, nowadays, it's it's very important to me. That's why I get out and play a lot. Right. Because I need the money. Right, but you didn't get into it to to make money, did you? Uh, I think I did a little bit. I had to make money doing something. Yeah, it's, it's, a good, it's a good way to make it. It's, a gamble, it's a gamble. Yeah, it's a gamble, no doubt. But um, you know, I I uh, I like money. I'm not averse to making it. Yeah. I like making music. Yeah, it's good when you can do both. I guess I just don't. I never, you know, aimed to, to get rich. I wasn't one of my right. And I achieved that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I sure am blessed. And um, you I got thank the good Lord every day for the life I've gotten. Yeah. Family I've gotten, friends, and the music. The music, yeah. And my wife. Yeah. It was like an angel. You got one more in you? Or? Hell yeah, I got one more. Well, hell yeah, let's do one more. I, I, like a man. Out of here. I like a man that likes to play. Oh, yeah. Um... I got this harmonica out here. And, um, it's kind of a new song. It's not on the new record, because we... I think we would about finished it, but...
That's a good one. I love the way you choose words. I mean, uh, I, I don't know how hard you think about words when you write a song. I, I, you know, I don't know if it's the thing that you go back and... Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah, okay. Well, yeah, I guess you have to. I mean, people have to edit. People don't understand. I wish that. I didn't. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I mean... Writing is a real hard thing for me. I think it's a real hard thing for everybody. You know, but then you get a point where it's like, all right, now we got it. You know, you get going, and uh, but man, getting to that point. Do you have a hard time coming up with ideas? Yeah. Ideas anymore? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You co-write these days? I haven't lately. Um, not the last couple years. Yeah. No reason. I just 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 hadn't. Yeah. It's hard to get people to do that. It is. It is, and it's hard to. Yeah, it's just co-writing has been a whole lot harder for me than just straight up writing. Well, I'm probably not very good at doing it. With. I'm not very good either. Because I get impatient. I'm like, just let me take it. And yeah, I kind of see things different. I think sometimes myself and other people do, which kind of whoops it. Well, I do appreciate you taking the time to oh, come. My pleasure, this. man. I appreciate you asking me to come all right, here. Man. And I'm going to tell. I'm going to tell all of you. Get out. Do yourself a favor. See David by himself, see him with his band, buy his records, listen to him, download him wherever you can. The man is as fine a songwriter as you'll ever hope to hear. Doesn't matter if it's in Mount Holly, North Carolina, or New York City. Thank you so much, David. Thank you, bro. Thanks for some kind words.
final note, David has a new CD. It's David Childers and the Serpents. This Interstate Lullaby is the name of the CD. And his live shows are fabulous. You need to get out and see him live, pick up his new CD or any of his CDs. You won't be sorry. Again, David, wherever you are, thank you. <laughs>